Welcome to the Detroit Lions Morning Rounds podcast, also available on YouTube. I'm Jimmy Liao, University of Michigan Medical School graduate, Lions fan. So let's do a quick COVID update and then go into the Lions-Jags game, which includes some COVID news as well. So there's been a trickle of positive tests in a number of teams over the past few days. The Patriots canceled their Friday practice due to one positive test. The Colts reported four false positives. The Falcons had one player and one staff who were positive, and the Jaguars on Friday's PCR test, the practice squad player, was positive. So there have been a number of these small trickle positive tests. I'm glad to see that the NFL is not overreacting and calling off games or postponing games due to a small number of positive tests. Go back to my previous podcasts to listen to why the NFL probably should not be postponing games unless there's some kind of major severe outbreak or problem. Now, one of the protocol updates this week was that the NFL stated they will hold players out with cold flu symptoms even if the COVID tests are negative. What does this mean for fans and the NFL? Well, for players, it means they need to self-report their symptoms. But this has been true from the very beginning regarding COVID. Symptoms are what the patient feels. It's not something a doctor can measure or test for. The doctor basically needs to take the patient's word regarding symptoms. So players who want to play can hide their symptoms or not report them. Players who don't want to play could embellish their symptoms or simply not hide them. But there's a big gray area when it comes to symptoms. For example, classic symptoms of COVID are body aches, cough, sinus congestion, malaise, loss of taste or smell, These things are not something that doctors can measure. So if a patient reports any of these, the doctor basically has to put in the notes and that player might be held out due to the cold flu symptoms with the possibility of COVID. Now, a lot of players will probably hide some of these symptoms whether that's the right or wrong thing to do, hard to say because, again, these symptoms are a gray area. Body aches, a lot of NFL players probably have body aches. Is it to the point where it's not the typical NFL contact body aches and it's something else like a respiratory infection body ache? Hard to say. Sinus congestion, a lot of people have sinus congestion on a chronic basis due to allergies. So... Is it slightly worse than normal, or is it normal sinus congestion? These are all very gray area and something that the patients are going to have to decide for themselves whether to report them or not. And ideally, they have a doctor they trust they can talk to regarding this to help decide how much of a concern this is regarding COVID. All right, let's get to the Lions-Jaguars game. So as I mentioned earlier, the Jaguars had a practice squad player on Friday's PCR that came back positive, so they knew about it Saturday morning. The facility for the Jaguars was closed on Saturday. 
The Jaguars also then announced that they're placing 12 of 16 practice squad players on the COVID reserve list due to being in close contact. So those guys must have been in close contact 15 minutes uh, within six feet of the positive player or some other type of close contact. So it is a conservative measure to hold them out just to make sure that there's no outbreak or no spread. My big question would be, at what point does the NFL need to make a tough decision if a star player is deemed a close contact? Are they going to hold out Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or somebody like that who may be a close contact or are they going to be able to decide on a case-by-case basis what the risk level is and possibly have a different standard due to star star players? Tough to say regarding that. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see how this plays out going forward. All right, so the Lions game, Lions injury news, Desmond Trufant is out as was expected I discussed this earlier this week. Ragnow is questionable. Not sure exactly what's going on with him. We'll see how he plays, if he plays. Joe Dahl is back, which is good news. So potentially he could be the starting center, which means the rest of the line would not change from the past couple weeks. We would have Halapulavati Vaitai at right guard and Tyrell Crosby, who's, who's doing great this year, playing offensive tackle. Remember, Crosby played well last year in game two when he subbed in uh, for Tyler, for Decker, Taylor Decker, when he had a back injury. So Crosby's been a really good backup for us over the past couple years. Now, the betting line is Lions are minus three, so they're a favorite going in. The Jaguars team is not great. This is... Not looking like any kind of premier matchup here. Lions are 1-3, Jaguars are 1-4. But this is a really, really big game for the Lions. They really need to win this game. If they can get to 2-3, and three, they're close to 500, which keeps them in the hunt. As long as a team is within a game of 500, they are in the hunt even late into the year, even into December. So we got to try to stay close to 500, and the Jaguars game is a game we can win. We are favored to win, so this is a game we need to try to pull out. Now, look at the gambling uh, trends over the this year. Five weeks in, away teams are winning 55% against the spread. Underdogs are winning 51% against the spread. Now, I'd predicted going into the season that away teams would possibly be winning against the spread because of the whole COVID disruption, the lack of fans, uh, all these issues. It was probably a good idea to bet on away teams, and that's been true so far. Underdogs, I also suggested should be bet on given the instability of training camps, the unknowns of all the teams because of lack of preseason games. They're only winning at 51%, so not a huge difference there. So at this point, Vegas is probably adjusting 
the home away spreads. So probably can't get much of an advantage at this point. Now, the Jaguars' defense is not good, but neither is ours, so potentially this could be an offensive showdown going in. We need Stafford to up his game. Our offense is fine, I think. Uh, It really comes down to the defense. So I'm interested to see, are there going to be significant changes in our defense coming off the bye week? Now, throughout this year, we have seen some better creativity in our blitz packages with more stand-up rushers. We've been blitzing linebackers and safeties regularly. We've gotten a couple of linebackers getting in for free rushes, and one time uh, Tracy Walker, or safety, got in and hit the quarterback. But we aren't getting many free rushers compared to other teams, and our pass rush win percentage is bottom of the league because we don't have players that win one-on-one battles. So I would like to see some more creativity with our pass rush schemes and get some pressure on Mingshu this week. The main issue in the secondary that I want to see improved coming off the bye week is the covering the short crossers. That's such an easy play for the offense, especially with our lack of pass rush. The quarterback just throws up simple five-yard pass, and it goes for 10, 20 yards. That was the worst play of the game we had against the Saints. Just a refresher, we gave up a 19-yard pass on a short crosser on a second and 16, which I deemed the worst play of the game. It led immediately to a touchdown. That play went down to the one-yard line and tied up the game at 14-14. So I want to see better blitzing, some free rushers, and our defense doing something about the short crossers, whether it's playing more zone, whether it's having more of a safety robber type defense, somebody getting in the middle of the field to break up these short crosser passes. All right, so that's my take. I'm looking forward to this Lions-Jaguars game. Really excited, hoping for a win. If we can get that win, it's a real good start for the rest of the year. Hopefully we can see some improvement from Patricia and Corey Undling and our defense going forward. Thanks for listening. Find me on the YouTube channel or on Twitter at JamiliaoMD. Thanks.